We have a uh, diesel fuel shortage. And I know, I know, I know the Mockingbird said, nah, that's, that's right wing propaganda, except there's people posting pictures <laughs> of diesel fuel pumps uh, in the Southwest and some of the Southeast saying we're, we're done out of diesel. So we've got that. We're going to be a couple hundred billion dollars into Ukraine. We have boots on the ground in Ukraine, um, not at this point fighting, but uh, counting our supplies and making sure that it's going where I guess it's supposed to go, one would hope. But then again, um, the figurehead's name is Joe Biden, and he likes to arm the Taliban. Uh, that's happening. Uh, we have a $300 trillion debt. If you want to talk about real numbers, our deficit has doubled. We have a, um, a coming disaster in terms of infrastructure. What with the promises that the figurehead and, um, his team like Gavin Newsom and the dictator of, um, the separate country of Washington have made in terms of electric cars. Oh, and incidentally, 15 other states, who are trapped into that suicide pact. We have an open southern border. We've got fentanyl being poured into the country by the Chinese Communist Party, conveniently enough, colored to look like tasty Skittles. <sighs> See if I missed anything. Oh, yeah, right. We are being pushed through a cultural revolution that is only going to now be quadrupled in the cities because the left believes that this is exactly what people want because of the um, fecklessness of the National Republican Party with a refusal to run on that topic. And here is a question that the figurehead got in the media on Wednesday. This is a reporter asking a, a pressing question on behalf of the American people. Um, Mr. President, do you think Elon Musk is a threat to U.S. national security? And should the U.S. and with the tools you have investigate his joint acquisition of Twitter with foreign governments, which include the Saudis? <laughs> I think that Elon Musk's cooperation and or technical relationships with other countries uh, is worthy of being looked at. Whether or not he is doing anything inappropriate, I'm not suggesting that. I'm suggesting that it works worth being looked at uh, and uh, um, and uh, but that's all I'll say how how there's a lot of ways uh, all right um, um, yeah there's a lot of ways that's true that's true like weaponizing the DOJ etc that's on their mind notice Notice that Twitter and Elon Musk would be a security risk, but not the Chinese Communist Party purchasing our land and inherent water rights. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. Now, from the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile. Todd Herman.
Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. We get to do things like this uh, courtesy of a lot of people, a lot of partners, Soda Weight Loss amongst them at sodaweightloss.com. It stands for state of the art because they are just that. There is, um, I've received a huge number of messages about what this election means for Team Trump and what this election means for Ron DeSantis. And there seem to be, well, kind of two camps in my audience base. But if you look at Twitter and uh, don't, but if you if you consult Twitter and as the Maha, God rest him, used to say, Twitter is not the real world. Um, if you consult Twitter conservatives who have big footprints, and a number of them have done a bunch of polls asking the question between DeSantis and Trump, I am seeing a pretty consistent number, a pretty consistent percentage. And I know this, we need to have godly leadership. We need to be led by people who seek to serve and not be served. And I know this. You know who really believes they won? Is the globalists. And there is such a thing. I know that there are people who say, well, that's a code word and it's so dog whistle. No, it's not. Globalists mean people who want there to be global governance, one set of diktats for everybody, and it's distinctly non-constitutional and non-democratic, such as... Healthcare professionals have said to me, if you think COVID is bad, when it comes to climate change, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's the grandmother of all health threats. COVID and climate change are compounding each other and they're adding pressures on already weak health systems and staff. And it's why business as usual is not an option. And it's why now we need to truly have health at the center of all our policies, energy, transport, agriculture, water, and food. Okay, so that's a globalist. That's the game. That's who think they won. So I do know this, we need to have people who recognize that threat and are godly people because they are distinctly ungodly. What's it mean for Team Trump and DeSantis? Let's get some listener input, a lot of other emails as people respond to the election. As I say, we get to do this stuff because we get to celebrate um, great partnerships. And the beginning of the partnership with my pillow is the beginning of a great big. Um, I don't want to say, I, I don't want to say turning a corner because God has been so good to this podcast, and chiefly by putting us together. And so many of us have been together eight to ten years, and we met through common friends like the Maha again. God rest them. But it means this, that we've reached a point where the numbers work for big companies to come and reach out to us. Now, here's the challenge, right? With a brand like MyPillow that is so beloved by conservative audiences, a lot of people have the pillows. So we talk about gift giving and Christmas time and the pillows. And I only want you to do these things if you need the products or you think your families do. But I don't know that most people have the sheets. And to me, the sheets are just an extension of Lindell's deep commitment to making sure people sleep well that came to him because he didn't. I honestly believe that businesses launched because of pain. 
sometimes are the greatest businesses that ever exist. You know, my friend Greg Glassman, when he launched uh, CrossFit, he did that because he saw this billion dollar industry that wasn't even getting anywhere near delivering fitness. He himself suffered a horrible injury. And he had to be very precise about how he worked out. That's how CrossFit came to be. Lindell couldn't sleep because he was a drug addict and an alcoholic. There's many other products that have been launched that way because no one else would do it. The sheets for me, um, they contain an ability to remain cool at night. And I've tested this. Like I sleep with the window open. And like if it's 14 degrees, I'm fine. My wife's not a big fan. And thank goodness that we can have, you know, a whole bunch of separate stacks of blankets. But I've tested this by closing the window and making it hot in the room. And the sheets hold the cool. They just remain smooth, etc. And if you don't have these yet, then you are also backing Made in America, Made in Small Town America. And you're backing Lindell's play as he continues to refuse to back down to the globalist. So go to MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman for a special deep discount on MyPillow products. In the case of the sheets, how about uh, a set of bed sheets for as low as $29.98? American made, small town made. MyPillow quality bed sheets as low as $29.98. Go to MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use the promo code Herman. Now that promo code, that MyPillow.com slash Herman, my promo code Herman works on a variety of you get a variety you discount on a variety of products. So it's not just the sheets or the pillows. MyPillow.com slash Herman. And use my promo code Herman. Oh my gosh, every time I glance at Twitter, I, I see more from the figurehead. I just, I have to bring this to your attention real quick. Every time. At us. Like, when's this going to stop? Nothing like this has happened since the Civil War. I don't want to exaggerate, but literally, nothing like this has happened since the Civil War. Well, except, of course, in 1983, when people on your side set off a bomb in in the Senate chambers uh, for your good friend, William Jefferson Blythe Clinton III, later to let off, to, to, um, to pardon. So, yeah, in fact, things like that happen. Or, well, if you'd like something closer to that, there was the burning of the church across from the White House or attempt to burn it down. There was an attempt to scale the fence at the White House. Fire started outside the White House. Um, President Trump and his family and team had to be put down into a safe room. So, yeah, it has happened. Figurehead. My frustration level with the media in this country who victimize people into believing that man, um, it's, it's pronounced. I really have a high level of frustration about uh, this media. And I, 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 I need to be prayerful about it. Let's get to your emails. Lots of feedback on this. Uh, people playing off of this tweet from President Trump. Actually, I should say that again. This is posted on Truth Social. Uh, Trump writes, quote, now that the election in Florida is over and everything went quite well, shouldn't it be said that in 2020, I got 1.1 million votes in Florida? Um, more in Florida than Ron D got this year, 5.7 million to 4.6 million. Just asking. I fail to see the point in that. Um, well, I mean, first of all, it's an off-year election. 
Secondly, Ron DeSantis won by 19%. Uh, President Trump won by an impressive 4%. And it is impressive. In a presidential run in a state like Florida, it's very impressive. 19% is also pretty impressive for Ron DeSantis. Uh, Jesse Kelly at Fox News is excited. He wants to see the big war between President Trump and Governor DeSantis. And he says, come and earn my vote and go fight it out. And you two should fight it out. And the big dogs should go bang it up together and smash into one another and beat each other up. And that's one view. Jesse Kelly calls a lot of stuff the right way. That's one view. Then there's this view. And this comes via some polls that people have run. Now, again, Twitter, as Russia said, God rest him, is not the real world. Michael Knowles from the Daily Wire posted a poll that received 115,359 votes on Twitter. Republicans, if you could choose, if you could only choose between the two, who would you prefer for 2024? Trump, DeSantis, not sure, not Republican. Uh, 28.2% for President Trump, for DeSantis, 67.2%. Bill Malugan, Fox, he does their immigration stuff, great reporter. Republicans, who do you see as the future of the party? Trump, 15.9%. DeSantis, 73.6%. Someone else, 3.1%. Not GOP, want to read the poll, 7.4%. So there's been a few other polls like this. And now again, it's the digital thing and it's self-selecting and there's a bias to this and there's a bias because you're following a specific person with a specific point of view and aware of all those biases. It's fairly consistent in terms of this percentage. And I, I have to ask you, did President Trump's decision to endorse Oz in that insanity in Pennsylvania, where they also, in defense of President Trump, they also voted for a dude who's dead. Democrats elected a dead man. And I'm not talking about Fetterman, who, thank God, is not dead and has a chance to be redeemed by the Lord and may well, in fact, one day find himself drawn to God Almighty, if God is willing to do that with with Fetterman, if Fetterman is not completely sold out to the enemy. And my fear is he is completely sold out to the enemy. Did that hurt your estimation of President Trump? This is his, now he's backed off bragging about the injections at his rallies, but he has never come out and said the injections, I was lied to, Fauci lied to me, and Fauci did. Burks admits in her book she lied to Trump. She brags about lying to Trump. She brags about lying to the President of the United States. Dr. Paul Alexander has a new book coming out. And the core of his book is that the so-called public health people took Trump down and that they did it on purpose. And he takes it to one single moment, which was when Fauci and Burks announced the lockdown. There's a very key moment in that video a lot of people talk about where someone distracted President Trump. The moment Trump was distracted and turned to the person in the audience and was listening is the second Fauci said, and for that reason, uh, we're going to lock the country down. And then Trump turned back and he got up to the microphone and President Trump effectively kind of went against everything Fauci said, but the, the, the template was locked. 
And the president has yet to say this. So has that changed your opinion? Because I'll tell you this, in terms of going against the globalists, Trump invented that. He's the first presidential candidate I've ever, uh, on the Republican side, I guess there's been some, I should say, John Kennedy was fixing to do that. And then he got shot. And he, was, he had come out and made some very strong statements about a global cabal who pulls, you know, pulls the strings behind the scenes and then he got shot. So there have been people who've called it out, but in my lifetime in doing it that way, President Trump was the first person. So he appears to identify the threat of the globalists and we better start identifying the threat because they won. They won on Tuesday. They had a huge victory on Tuesday. You had, what's his name, uh, DeWine from Ohio. The figurehead called him. This guy is, you may as well have a, uh, you may as well have a Democrat in your state. This guy was Mr. Lockdown and, and kept people locked down and, and, and kept people masked. Mike DeWine, Ohio. And gets a surprise phone call from the figurehead. I don't know why it's such a surprise. The figurehead intends now, and he's saying, uh, he's basically going to intend to pull Republicans over, try to do a Reagan thing is what the people who run him are going to have him do or try to do. That's the words they're going to put into his mouth. So on my uh, email receipts and and, and uh, social media posts and, and stuff at our sub stack and all the ways people can get in touch with me, um, my audience and, and podcast family still appears to be of two groups. And it's sort of expressed this way. This is Marty from Stockton, California. Dear Todd, we need to face reality. The Mockingbird media's six years of attacking, of attacking Trump has worked. Beyond his base, he's toxic. I don't want that to be the case, but it is. I would like to think that DJT would understand this, but his strongest asset and his biggest weakness are the same thing, his ego. That ego gave him the eggs to fight the left or the party, as you call it. It also stops him from realizing what the COVID shots were and are, and that the political tides have changed. I wish he would back DeSantis, but DJT is already attacking him. Maybe that's for the best, so DeSantis can show himself to be the one that can take him on and win. Love your show, and I will live in California. I will leave California. I think you wrote live. I'm going to correct that for you. I will leave California in a box. It's... (laughs) It's my three-generation home, Marty from Stockton, California. Is that what the data shows? Is that what the data shows? Because there were some people who are big Trump backers who won. Marjorie Taylor Greene won. Matt Gates won. In terms of governors and across the country, it was a awful night. And the House of Representatives under Kevin McCarthy, McCarthy can't stand Trump. He plays the game. He goes to Mar-a-Lago. He gets his picture taken. But when he doesn't know he's being recorded by his dear, dear friend, Liz Cheney, he sings a different tune, but that's again, that's politics. So is that the reality? 
Let me give my thoughts on that in terms of Trump as a damaged brand and in terms of did the Mockingbird media do that to him? Then we'll hear the whole other side of this from Brianna in Charleston, South Charleston, South Carolina, who writes a much shorter, I don't want to say sweeter note, but a much shorter note. And very much on the other side of a Marty from Stockton, California's app. Interesting that the, I guess it's, that would make sense. California versus South Carolina even amongst conservative Christians. You know, partnerships are are so very much. And when you're getting started in business, a key partnership can make the difference. And for us, I mean, they're all key. Every single one of our partnerships matters to us greatly. Uh, the reason that Bulwark Capital Management was matters in a different way is because they were first. Zach was first money in at Bulwark Capital Management, um, Zach, in, in fact, before the podcast was, was really going and Zach had asked me if I was going to do this and reached out to me, Hey, have you ever thought about doing a podcast? I said, yeah, I think I, I might do that. He reached out to me. And when we had to do a negotiation with my former radio station, and I don't want to say too much cause I don't want to give private business away. And frankly, the, the radio station's business is what I'm concerned with. I agreed to not do that. And I take that very seriously since they were so good to me and I have nothing disparaging to say. Let me just say that Zach stepped up to help with the negotiation. So, and the negotiation was to get access to you, right? You wouldn't be hearing this, most of you, if Zach hadn't stepped to the table. Now, that's neither here nor there in terms of dealing with our finances and stewarding our money at Bulwark Capital Management, except for this. It was the loyalty to a friend. And he did the same, it was something very similar for my friend, Dory Monson, who's a market-dominant talk show host in Seattle. Zach backed his play. Zach is this way, Bull, you know, Bone Frog Coffee. That's the coffee at Bulwark Capital Management. Alan Soaps. That's the soap at Bulwark Capital Management. He backs people's plays, part of a team. His wife is the chief operating officer of Bulwark Capital Management. And Zach doesn't change. Fundamentals. And at the heart of it, risk management. This is going to be an insanely challenging financial season. If you are near retirement, it is vital that you get into a risk management focused portfolio. That is what Bulwark does, full stop. So please call them at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK or go to knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client services agreement. Bulwark Capital Management is an investment advisor representative of Trek Financial LLC and SEC registered investment advisor. Marty Stockton, California, uh, saying that Trump is a damaged brand where there is no doubt in my mind that um, he is the most convenient Satan that the, the, the Mockingbird media has constructed out of a Republican. No doubt. Does it affect independence? There's in, in indications in data that it does. Now, my belief 
about this is that it's the lies about Trump. It's the focus on the personality that no one who hates him can say anything other than mean tweets, racists, and that's that's the lies. But that's the lie machine. It's one of the reasons I have to pray so hard to not hate people in the national media because they are they're they're huh, they are born of lies. So that's not fair, but that seems to be the case in the data and amongst independents. And it doesn't seem to be a thing that they can change. And they're committed. Mitch McConnell and Joe Biden are joined at the hip on hating Donald Trump. Now, that means for a lot of people, and I hear it, I can feel it even as I speak to you, with you about this. I can hear people in my mind saying, well, that's why I'm going to vote for him. That's, that's why, because McConnell hates him and Biden hates him. That means he's over the target. That means he's, he's my guy. And look, the Democrats, the people who run Joe Biden, they seem to be stupid people, except look, look, look at Tuesday. They understand their twisted and abused base in ways maybe we don't. Now, mutilating kids chemically and surgically, that didn't win this election for them. And they didn't win, but that didn't save them from ruin. Abortion did. And so-called decency did. But listen to this from the figurehead as he talks about President Trump. That G7 conversation was tied to your predecessor who is about to launch another campaign. So how do you reassure them if that is the reason for their questioning that the former president will not That's return. Trump breathing, that I mean, uh, which is Biden still breathing, very strong, uh, will not oh, yeah? once again take power in the United <laughs> States. Well, um, we just have to demonstrate that he will not take power um, by, uh, if, we, uh, if he does run, uh, making sure he, uh, under legitimate efforts of uh, our constitution, does not become the next president again. That's that's a great way. That's a great way to get conservatives. Many of them saying, oh, yeah. Make me. Make me not vote for him. And I'm sensitive to that. Okay, you want that? You want to push us right into that corner? Okay. And where that leads that that demented old man, forgive me, Lord, that sadly senile human being who has no clue what's going on except for the grift is locked into his brain stem. He doesn't have any notion of when you tell people, we don't care how much you believe in a guy. We don't care that we've tried every possible way to put him in prison. None of it's worked because it can't stick. We're going to take that choice from you. You're going to get your civil war, Joe. Not, not this decade. You keep down that path, you'll get it. You'll be long gone, but you'll get it. God forbid it's, it's, it's in our kids and grandkids. It's, this is complicated. They can say this stuff about Trump and no one else. And I know I can go right through this stuff with Obama with you any day. I can go right through this stuff with Biden. Biden is a walking, breathing, talking, sleeping, gaffing national security nightmare. 
The other side of the equation is this Brianna from Charlton, South Carolina. Dearest Todd, please don't turn on President Trump. He needs to fire his advisors and just run on his own ideas and wit and grit. I will vote for DeSantis if he wins, but please don't turn on our President Trump. God bless you and your family, Brianna W. Charleston, South Carolina. Well, that wasn't my intent. And, and Brianna, I don't think I'd, I'd indicated that I had that in my heart. But turning on him would mean what? I mean, okay, to come out and say he is, he is everything that they said he was, to go back to where I was um, seven, eight years ago and go back and say, okay, so he's not conservative and he won't govern as a conservative and, and he's, and he's going to be this way. And, and none of that stuff came true, which is why I regret where I was at at the time, why I was happy to vote for him the second time because of the governing. But in terms of being open in this, we are going to have a campaign President Trump is not owed the nomination. President Trump would have to earn the nomination by a process that's going to be different this time. Right? President Trump is not the new guy on the block. President Trump is a known quantity. Can Ron DeSantis deal with things like being called Ron DeSanctimonious? I think so. Can the Republican Party deal with that? And my question, I have a question for people who are major supporters of President Trump, because as I read the note here from Brianna, as I read her note and she writes, please don't turn on our President Trump. It's not, it's not our president, uh, our President Trump. In other words, it's not, don't turn on our president, comma, Trump. It's don't turn on our President Trump. It's a possessive which indicates to me a great, great, great love and respect for for President Trump. So I have a question for people who are in that status in regards to President Trump, and it does have to do with Ron DeSantis. There's so many other emails I'll try to get through as we go through this. A lot of them related to the election. A lot of them related to shows this week. And heartbreaking stuff that people are experiencing to this day with their doctors. Good Lord, please. Good people in the healthcare system, please. I beg you to speak out. Give people some backup. Hey, the Bone Frog Coffee website that we built with Tim Cruikshank. Tim is uh, my buddy and my brother and a 25-year Navy veteran and a Navy SEAL. And we helped build bonefrog.us. So in this, in this Christmas buying, it's not quite there. I know it's, but people do plan early. I try to have my Christmas shopping done as early as possible. It helps me feel better. I always wait. I would tell you this for the big gifts. I want to get my family, like my immediate family. I always wait and I go inspiration shopping. Did I ever tell you that? I will have no idea what the big gift is. And I will set aside a day and I'll go out in person and, and I'll wait for something to speak to me in terms of something I think that my immediate family would really, really love or that would, did, that would show that I know who they are. Now, if you have friends and you know who they are in terms of love of country, let's start it this way. What's on the bag of Bonefrog? God, country, team. If you know people who um, embody that phrase and they live that way, Go to the bonefrog.us website 
And if you're a subscriber, maybe subscribe them. That's a big gift, by the way. That's, that's some coin. So maybe give them a six months or a three month subscription so that they can try it on their own. Bonefrog.us. If you do that, make sure that you know if they use K Cup or if they use French Press or if they use um, if they use Drip or Whole Bean. Make sure you know that. And if that's too spendy, then go buy them a couple of bags of it so that they can try it on their own. But do get the medium and get the dark roast. Maybe get the light roast that people you know are surprised by how good that is. If you're already a subscriber, check out the merch. It's a great way to support the brand, but it's also cool stuff to wear, and it's a great conversation starter. And if you haven't yet tried the coffee yourself, maybe give it to each other as stocking stuffers for your wife or your husband. And if that's who they are, God Country team, I mean, that's a great thing to wake up to. Also something to have for for Thanksgiving the day after, or guests come over. I guess, what do we start Thanksgiving meals at noon? A lot of people do. Bonefrog.us is the website. Make sure you use the .us. My question for people, and I I assume Brianna is in this camp of people who just continue to have tremendous loyalty to President Trump. Can he lose that loyalty? Could President Trump do something that could cause you, not, not necessarily to start hating him, and that's not what I would want, but could he do something to lose that loyalty? Because as I'm reading people's responses to President Trump calling Ron DeSantis, Ron the Sanctimonious, and President Trump, you know, saying, hey, I won more votes in Florida than Ron DeSantis. As I'm watching people's responses to this, I've not ever seen, and maybe this is social media playing tricks, although it's happening on my Substack page as well, and they don't do that stuff. I'm seeing more and more people say, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? This is the one guy who really won last night, he and, and little Marco. Uh, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Well, because President Trump wants to be president and he goes and attacks. He is first out of the gate with the attacks. Here's my other question about this. Does that work anymore? On a guy like Ron DeSantis, who has a governor's record on which to stand now, does it work to say desanctimonious? I don't think it's Trump's best work in terms of a nickname. I mean, Sleepy Joe was good. A lot of them were very good. Little Marco was devastating. It was devastating. Uh, And it was also backed up by the fact that Trump is a tall man and Marco is not. And that, that was... He tried Thirsty Marco, too. <laughs> that didn't work as well. I, look, it's a funny line. But is there anything that Trump could do to lose this loyalty? And let me ask you this question. If through the campaign, it became clear to you in your heart, this is a big one. If it became clear to you in your heart and your mental analysis that Ron DeSantis is a better choice for the country, could you say to your Trump friends, who are tied together in the mega world, could you say to your friends, I, I am going to vote for Ron DeSantis, or would you do that in secret? Have you prayed about that? Would it be something that you'd, felt you'd feel you have to do in secret? I think that Trump is one of the few candidates who has inspired that sort of loyalty with people. Well, I mean, it wouldn't be loyalty because you'd be voting for someone else, but you'd be doing it in secret. Or maybe, is it loyalty? Or team, uh, it's identity, it's something like that.
right? Team identity. Man, I have received a ton of emails like this. And it's not just from people in my former separate country of Seattle. I got a note like this from Portland and from Los Angeles. And I have to tell you guys, this has got to be a discussion between you and your family and friends. I don't know enough about you to answer a question like this, but this is from Brian. Brian writes, I'm so angry about the political climate after the midterms. I live in Edmonds, Washington and surrounded by left-wing ideology. I feel like I'm solely being murdered by vicious people who want to shove their ideology down my throat, making me angry, sick, and exhausted. My dad died in January. My mother is uh, still in deep grief. I'm keeping my father's rental property business afloat while raising two kids under five. As a landlord, I and my father are to be hated under the current mob rule. I feel I have no support here. Can you offer any advice? Should I move out of Washington? I'd have to leave my mother. I'm not very religious. Should I seek help from a religious organization? Every one of them here seems to support the LGBTQ, etc. rights and Black Lives Matter. Should I just bury my head in the sand? It would mean the world to just have a prayer for strength and a sign that that's not me that has everything wrong in, uh, uh, in my mind. It's from Brian. Brother, what does not religious mean? I don't know what that means. Because uh, it can mean so many things. I'm not trying to be confrontational. I really hurt for you. You're in it, man. I think a lot of people can hurt for you. And Edmonds is nuts. It used to be such a beautiful area. It has a, it has a coffee shop for black people. Truly. It has a coffee shop for black people. It's that, it's that whack. Should you seek a a church group? No. You're not there yet, brother. You need, uh, Brian, we've never met, but I beg you to drop to your knees. You sound like you're at the end of your rope. And God has a lot of techniques to get to people. And there's two that are predominant. A lot of kindness. That didn't work with me. The better God was to me, the less I paid attention to him. Seriously. I am a college dropout. I found myself at Microsoft earning... (laughs) Let's see, five or six times per year what my mother ever saw as a teacher. And I never once dropped to my knees and said, oh, Lord God, thank you for this. Oh, Lord God. Paid off my house. Didn't drop in, in you know, my late 30s. I didn't drop down on my knees and say, oh, Lord God, thank you so much for this. That's in a general sense, thankful. Uh, sold another business. Earned a million dollars in one year. Did not drop to my knees and say, oh, dear God, Lord, thank you so much for this. I didn't have to work for a period of about two years. I didn't go build the kingdom. I didn't drop to my knees and say, oh, Lord, Lord, Jesus, thank you for this. Then God shifted gears. All right. How about if I take the one thing that you worship over me? Because I worshiped my, my fatherhood over him. 
How about if I, he didn't take my fatherhood, but how about if I just drive such pain um, in your family? Do Do you need me now? Yes. Yes. But it took me a long process to finally drop to my knees and say, I can't do it. I I can't do it without you. My human love, my human kindness is insufficient. My human patience is failing. I need you. So, Brother Brian, please drop to your knees. Dear Father God, I pray to you not as you... Not as I think of you, as you know yourself to be. Father God, I want to have a relationship with you. I need you. I need to know you and your son, the Lord Jesus, and I need to know the Holy Spirit. Please, Lord, please let me know you. Everything else follows. Because you're talking about big decisions, brother. Everything else has to follow. Because that's going to become clear. And I'll tell you this way. When I did finally get over my human pride enough to admit to the Lord, he already knew. He knows everything. But finally, I got enough. um, I got honest enough to say my human patience, my human ability to be a father is insufficient. I need you. And it came to me that we had to leave. The decision I made is for our family. We had to leave. For my daughter's safety, we had to leave. And I was stressed about how am I going to earn money? I mean, we spent half a million bucks on on mental health. How am I going to earn that back? You know what God told me? And he told me, you're going to do radio from a bedroom in Idaho. Well, for two years, I did radio from a bedroom in Idaho. Now we do podcasting from the same bedroom in Idaho when we're up north. God repays, brother. Thanks for the note. Cindy from Harvest, Alabama. Todd, I want to thank you for revealing so many areas where the cabal, the deep state, has been destroying America from within. The talk for months has been about a red wave sweeping the country, and it did not turn out as expected. And from experience, I can understand why it did not happen. My parents worked in the 1964 Goldwater campaign and observed what is still happening today. Republicans attacking other Republicans. They belittle and ridicule their own voters and expect them to continue voting for Republicans. Who wants to vote for someone who detests their own voters? After all my years working in Republican Party politics, I've had enough of the lies and promises of those who seek power over preserving America and the Constitution. When we had the House, Senate, and the White House, the Republicans would not work with President Trump on America First policies. That was the end of the line for me. As far as I'm concerned, Liz Cheney is the face of the Republican Party, and there is no difference between her and the McSees, McConnell, McCarthy. The McSees are following in the footsteps of another McSee, McCain, who is the quintessential reach-across-the-aisle pro-liar politician. Reaching across the aisle is nothing but accepting the other side's policies, which I detest. And the left and the traitors on the right destroyed President Trump because he was a threat to their power. Now President Trump is attacking Governor DeSantis. The enemy of the world is Satan and he's taken up the minds of millions. We don't need Republicans using tactics of the devil. I would urge President Trump to be above the, the petty party politics and focus on his accomplishments. As Edmund Burke said, the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. There are few Republicans doing anything that matter for the Constitution and the rule of law. 
I would contend that they are not good men and need to be removed from the privilege of serving in government office. Thank you for keeping the focus on God's word in your political analysis. I appreciate someone who will take a stand for righteousness in this fallen world. May God bless you and keep you safe from the enemy. Cindy. Cindy, what a beautiful note. And I appreciate that. And uh, I would ask you this. In terms of walking away, I too, I, I, I am past voting for the uh, lesser of two evils because I cannot vote for evil. And I can vote for the most godly of people in a contest. And for me, I'm going to vote every single day with every word that comes out of my mouth. I am going to try to, I'm going to get, I'll try to be out of God's way to let God work through me more efficiently that I'm not blocking him. So that God can make more godly people through me. I want to get out of God's way. Because I'll tell you something that'll turn this country around real fast is a whole bunch of people coming to the Lord. It'll turn it around real fast. If people come to the Lord and then begin to understand what is actually meant by the Bible, what a biblical worldview means, and you'll have a lot of people going, oh, wow. That's why all my marriages are terrible. Oh, wow. That's why I have a, a, a porn problem. It's a sin problem. Oh, wow. That's what, and they begin to think about, wow, I lie a lot. You know, people, when you start to take seriously the word of God, you'll start to look and go, man, I lie a lot. Ring. Hello. Did I wake you up? Uh, no. Hey guys, can, can we come over? Uh, we're not home. <laughs> I lie a lot. People will start to realize. I covet the bunch. And that will start to make these changes. So that's my commitment. Get out of God's way and, and help make more godly people in the country or turn around. Susan writes. Susan didn't tell me where she's from. Good morning, Todd. I've been sitting here listening to Jennifer Margulis. She was, um, we talked to her earlier this week about, are there any safe vaccines? As she was talking about speaking with the pediatricians regarding vaccination schedule, it made me want to share my journey as a 54-year-old woman. I went to my MD in May for a small medical issue I wanted looked at. The first thing she said to me is that my age group is the fastest age group experiencing asymptomatic spread of hep C. She advised a simple blood test to find out if I was asymptomatic with hep C. Then I refused. She said, but there is a drug that practically cures it. I told her if I had no symptoms, I was not interested in getting a blood test to determine if I had something that was not symptomatic. She could not believe that. She couldn't believe I said that. She told me she was ordering the blood test and I had up to a year to get it. I told her I would not be getting the blood test and she still put the orders on my chart. Then she goes on to tell me that I'm coming up on the age of getting vaccines. I inquired which vaccines. She said shingles. I asked, why would I need to get that injection? Her response was, so you don't have to go through the pain of shingles. I asked her if anyone died from getting the shingles, and she was astounded that I even asked the question. I told her I was not interested. I survived a couple of natural births with large babies. I feel I can handle the pain of shingles. Plus, I added, we don't even know if I will get shingles. She was in such disbelief that I was not complying. I told her that since COVID came around, I really started reading and looking more into information on what was best for me. She honestly said, quote, you cannot believe everything you read. And I responded. I responded back to her. Yeah, you cannot believe everything you read. She'd still not asked me about the reason I was there, by the way. She went on to tell me about the pneumonia vaccine at 60. I asked her. 
since I'm in peak health, if it would be necessary. She said it would be because you just never know. Again, I told her I was not interested. I've been a relatively healthy human and not requiring the advice of a doctor until I really need it. Nowhere in the conversation did she ask me about my diet regime or my exercise routine. I'd actually just started soda weight loss and was excited to tell her about it, but it wasn't important to her. At that being said, I lost 35 pounds and back to regular exercise, wearing clothes in a size I never thought I would be. In fact, I'm smaller today than I was in high school as a top swimmer. Thank you for introducing me to soda. Okay, honestly, it was more your wife's success that led me to make the call. Thank you for all you do for your listeners. I appreciate the research you do and bringing it back around to a world uh, to a biblical worldview. Sincerely, Susan. Susan, you have ended this week on a tremendously high note for me. It's not the soda stuff, although uh, congratulations on dropping that unwanted fat. It's this. That's it. What she's doing there, that's the way to stop the stuff we started the show about. It's not just politicians. It's obviously God first, but then showing everybody we are not playing. Healthcare professionals have said to me, if you think COVID is bad, when it comes to climate change, you ain't seen nothing yet. It's the grandmother of all health threats. COVID and climate change are compounding each other and they're adding pressures on already weak health systems and staff. And it's why business as usual is not an option. And it's why now we need to truly have health at the center of all our policies, energy, transport. And of course, he doesn't mean health. He means his bosses at the World Health Organization. Susan, your approach, if more people will do this and be skeptical and speak skeptically and advertise it, they're going to have to slow down because they're counting on people folding and you did not fold. Appreciate you this week so much. And Zach Abraham joins us next hour on the Todd Herman Show. This is the very same Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind. And say no to ungodly things and say it wrapped in grace.